Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, Director of Priests for Life, and thank you for joining us for our time of prayer and scripture together. Let's put ourselves in the Lord's presence and ask His blessing as we delve into His Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we do ask Your blessing at the beginning of this time together, at the beginning of this day, and we ask Your protection from all evil. May we avoid the occasions of sin. May we avoid those things that we know bring temptation. And may we repent even more deeply of our past sins as we rejoice in the gift of your mercy. And as we seek to give good example to others and the instruction your word commands us to give in the paths of righteousness. Bless us as a church, as a community of faith, as a people of life. Make us more effective in defending life, in defending the most vulnerable, the unborn. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, sin must not reign over your mortal bodies, so that you obey their desires. And do not present the parts of your bodies to sin as weapons for wickedness. But present yourselves to God as raised from the dead to life, and the parts of your bodies to God as weapons for righteousness. For sin is not to have any power over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Of course not. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God, that although you were once slaves of sin, you have become obedient from the heart to the pattern of teaching to which you were entrusted. Freed from sin, you have become slaves of righteousness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reminds us, doesn't it, of the saying of Jesus, He who sins is a slave to sin. But if the Son, the Son of God, frees you, you will indeed be free. This is a lesson on freedom. The power to do what we ought. Not the right to do whatever we want. Some people think that when they sin, they are sinning in freedom. In other words, that the sin is, is increasing their freedom somehow. Look, I can do what I want. He who sins is a slave to sin, Jesus says. Sin doesn't flirt with us. The devil's not interested in just flirting or playing around. Sin wants to own us completely. He who sins is giving up freedom. This is the Christian view of freedom. He who sins is giving up freedom. 
and consenting to a slavery. Because first of all, temptation is a lie. You have to believe that something that is evil is actually good. So you're, you're abandoning truth. Remember, Jesus said the truth sets you free. So what happens if you abandon truth? You start becoming a slave. He says, if you're going to be a slave one way or another, if you're going to have to obey one master or another, and no, no one can serve two masters, well then, be a slave to righteousness, because then you'll be free. Think about the definition. Freedom, the power to do what I ought to do. We'll see later, a little bit later in the letter to the Romans, on another day, Paul lamenting that he knows what is good, wants to do what's good, and finds himself doing evil. Isn't that the story of us all? But to know what is right, and despite difficulties, despite the sacrifices it may require, to know what is right and be able to do it, to know what I have to do, and then experience the power to do it? Isn't that freedom? That there's not an obstacle in my way to serving the Lord. I think back to when we as an organization, we as a ministry at Priests for Life, had to fight the so-called HHS mandate, the um, Obama-Biden administration that telling us that we had to include some kind of coverage for certain abortions in our health insurance that we offer our employees. <clears throat> the power to do what we ought to do. We were not enslaved at that moment. We were facing an obstacle to living out our faith in the workplace. There was no deliberation to be made. At first they said, oh, you have a year to figure out how you're going to accommodate to this, we gave them the answer on the first day. We don't need a year, we don't need an hour. We're not going to accommodate to evil. The freedom to do what you ought to do. Some people are not free. They know what they ought to do. And some experience outright persecution of their faith. Others are simply, simply slaves to sin. They don't have the strength to do what they ought to do. When you do have the strength, and when you can gladly make the sacrifices necessary and gladly face the pressure from the other side and say, no, there's the freedom. It's both internal and external. This is why we work for a society that has religious freedom and moral freedom to speak your mind and to live out your faith in public. And the inner freedom, very often the, the state is saying, listen, I don't care, do, do what you want different from a situation like I described where there's a, a government mandate most of the time. It's like there's no law against going to church on Sunday. Do what you ought to do. You have the freedom to do it. It's got to be internal as well. And this, of course, connects us very closely with the great struggle for the unborn. Because, brothers and sisters, how many people are really free when they go to the abortion facility. It's not freedom that drives them to the door of that clinic. It's despair. We deal all the time with people who are tempted to have abortions. It's, it's despair. They get up so often on the day of their abortion and say, this is the saddest day of my life. Lord, send somebody to tell me to stop. I need help. 
Send somebody to tell me to stop. That's why when you pray in front of abortion facilities, just being there, just being there, you are often the answer to that prayer that that person said that morning. Lord, send someone to tell me to stop. I don't have the freedom. I don't have the power inside myself. They think they don't. They feel they don't. To do what I know is right. See the lack of freedom there. And the evil irony of those who will defend abortion under the name, the slogan, freedom of choice. To be able to do what we ought, to be slaves to righteousness, isn't this what we want in a culture of life? That when we know the right thing, that that's a baby, that that baby deserves absolute respect and protection, and the truth that welcoming that baby is not going to enslave us or deprive us of happiness and fulfillment, but is precisely going to be a path to happiness and fulfillment, now you're talking freedom. And brothers and sisters, the other interesting thing here is that Paul talks about the pattern of the teaching. If freedom is the, is the ability to be able to do what we ought to do, how do we know what we ought to do? And that's why he talks about the pattern of teaching. But notice the, the phrase that he uses here. It's not a teaching that has been entrusted to you. We might think of it that way. Oh, we have the scriptures. They've been entrusted to us. We have the catechism. It's been entrusted to us. We have the moral law. It's been entrusted to us to guard, to preserve, to teach, and to live. No, he puts it the other way around. The pattern of teaching to which you were entrusted. The teaching is Christ. The teaching is a person, and we have been entrusted to him. It shows, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, a turn of phrase here that reinforces the fact, like Jesus said, my teaching, what did he say? My teaching is not my own. What did he say about the teaching of the Holy Spirit? He will pass along to you what he receives from me. He will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own. It's not going to be a different gospel from the gospel of Christ, which is not going to be a different message from the message of the Father. The teaching to which you have been entrusted, that phrase reminds us, it's bigger than we are, the teaching. It's not a product of our own invention. It's not a conclusion of our own mind. And it's not something we can craft according to whatever additional criteria we bring to the teaching. We have been entrusted to the teaching. It is meant to shape us. It is meant to enslave us in the best sense of the term. Be slaves of righteousness. Be slaves of truth because the truth will set you free. The teaching to which you were entrusted. The gospel passage that is also connected with today says much will be required to the person of the person entrusted with much and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. We have been entrusted to the truth. But we know that truth better than most people in the world. Therefore, more will be required of us. The child is entrusted to the mother. 
The child in the womb is entrusted to her. To whom much has been entrusted, much will be required. This is a, a key teaching for life. Much has been entrusted to you, another human being. Much of what will be required of you? Much of that ens enslavement to righteousness that says, I don't care how many pressures are on me right now to do the wrong thing. This is much. This is a human life. This is a child. Of course I have no choice but to respect and welcome that child. Much has been entrusted to me. Much has been entrusted to us in that we know the one to whom we are entrusted and therefore our fidelity to him and our fidelity in proclaiming him is going to be a matter for judgment. Much has been entrusted to us, brothers and sisters. Let us proclaim, celebrate, and defend the gift of life as we move forward in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we do not want to be slaves to sin. We want to obey righteousness. And we want, Lord God, to enable others to do so as well. Bless all who are vulnerable, vulnerable to the sin of abortion, children vulnerable to being ripped apart by abortion. Bless us with freedom to choose what is right. Bless the world with freedom to do what is right. Lord, we ask you to bring peace in the midst of oppression and bless your people in the Holy Land that may, may have grace and strength as they defend their own freedom, their own rights as your people, people of Israel. Lord, bless all of us who have been entrusted to your truth, to know it, to live it, to proclaim it faithfully. Hear the prayer intentions of all those gathered with us now and grant our needs, health, wisdom, consolation, deeper faith, and, and protection for our families, for our nation, for the world. And we pray now in the words that Jesus himself gave us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, thanks, friends, for joining me. Let others know about this time of prayer and scripture. Let's continue to grow our audience. Let's continue praying for each other. Stay connected with our ministry. I will talk to you soon.
Hello, this is Father David Begany. Like many priests, I am inspired and always learning from the Ministry of Priests for Life, which is one of the largest and most visible pro-life organizations in the world. This ministry relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to prolifegift.org and give as generous a gift as you can. Thank you so much, and be assured of our daily prayers for you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.